Welcome to the Ninja Lane Podcast Extras. In this episode, Darren and I talk about Borderlands 2 and some of the effects of farming on the modern PC game. Darren, you and I have been playing quite a bit of Borderlands lately, and as I play the game, I, I try to learn more about it because, you know, I didn't play the original Borderlands and right. right before this game, I started playing a lot of Skyrim. So, you know, my first character was Zero, which is a melee character and that kind of goes along with the Skyrim sort of thing. But as I have been researching the game, I'm finding that a lot of people are posting videos on how to farm Borderlands. Well, yeah, it's got sort of a, a multiplayer online aspect to it that lends itself to farming maybe more than I'd like, especially uh, since even at level 50, which is the current level cap, there are some bad guys that you just can't beat with the normal equipment that's available in the game. Right. And, you know, I played through my first playing in, in normal mode. And then, of course, when you beat the warrior, you can restart the game and start playing in Vault Hunter mode. Which... Oh, wait, is that a spoiler? Should we spoiler alert? Well, we, we spoiled this like, I don't know, what, four episodes ago or something like that? It's good, though, that the game has kept our attention. And as the price has dropped on that, certainly that would be a great recommend. Well, definitely. And if you have an NVIDIA card, you can get the physics effects. And mm -hmm. that really adds a lot to the game in terms of visibility, not necessarily from a playing standpoint, but, you know, as you're coming down a hallway, you see uh, water start falling out of a pipe. And just kind of splashing around and it really looks more like ooze than water but it's still pretty cool i should point out that having tried it both ways which we've talked about already this is the first game in a long time that's got me thinking that maybe i should switch back to nvidia just for the physics effects and we're not being sponsored by nvidia or anything <laughs> no but we'd like to <laughs> send us cards please yeah so in vault hunter mode you know i had to I had a grind to do because you finish in easy mode and you get to restart, but you have your same weapon cache. Right. You same start, character. Same character, same perks. So if you didn't set your perk tree correctly, then you're, it's a real fight to get the sanctuary to where you can set reset your perks. You know, we should maybe clarify on that because that's one of my least favorite things about the game, actually. I have one of each of the characters, and some of them I've played only in multiplayer mode. So you can get your characters I have up to like level 22 without ever having made that trip to Sanctuary for the first time. You know, I think I've done that with three of your characters now. That is true. So I can tell you from experience that there is something just not fun about running that intro mission when you're way over leveled for it just so you can get to Sanctuary. <laughs> or if you, in my case, were under leveled or underpowered. Like, for instance, I had a rockin', rockin'. <laughs> Sniper rifle that I had and in easy mode, you know, I'd go by and headshot just about anybody and it'd be a one shot kill. I come back that first town after, you know, you get and see, um, or, uh, Hammerlock. Yeah. Hammerlock. I forgot his name. <laughs> the guy with the crazy arm. You now you come see Hammerlock and he puts you on that first mission. Everybody's armored. Well, my sniper rifle didn't do anything for armor. <laughs> no. So I'm, I'm emptying an entire clip and they're, you know, the bar is only going down a little bit. I'm like, um, okay, time to go back into easy mode and try to find a better rifle. I think, uh, for me, true vault hunter mode is where the game came alive because it really felt easy the whole time, the first time through. Oh, I can go along with that. 
the um I had a little help the first time through, you know, obviously logging in and playing with you guys and I got like a Moxus um shotgun, which it's you know, on Hyperion, high fire rate, had fire damage and it had critical multipliers on it. I used that until I was like level twenty and it was a level twelve weapon. I love that that shotgun. <laughs> but, you know, it comes a time when you run into characters that are armored or whatnot, and that shotgun doesn't work anymore. Same thing with any game, really. Like in Skyrim, for instance, you really needed to work on your smithing perks so that you could craft yourself better weapons and then improve them so that you could take on these higher-level characters. Yeah, and that's no fun, really, because I'd rather be killing than smithing. <laughs> well, you know, Skyrim was all about the the quest to get to complete the mission sort of thing. You know, I think the key point that you're coming to is that you reach a kind of a glass ceiling and to get through that, you have to go back and get better gear. And that's true. Even when you max out the level cap. Yeah. Now with borderlands two, the videos that I've been watching, one of them was from master kids. He's an Australian fella. And, uh, he does some pretty great videos describing where certain legendary items are and then how to farm for them. You know, and I guess the key for farming is you need to do it. You need to be able to kill the character that you're after extremely fast because you want to be able to get in and get out in just a couple of minutes. So if you're like farming the warrior, for instance, if you're going to solo, you got to have a really powerful weapon to get in there and kill him and get all the loot and figure out if you get a legendary. If not, exit, start over and start again. So for folks that haven't played Borderlands, we should point out that there are tiers of weapons, and Legendary, or you sometimes hear them called the Gold Weapons, are the top tier, and they really are very difficult to get, although now with the downloadable content, there are machines that provide Legendary equipment, although it's very expensive, and most of us that have been playing for a while would tell you that it's not as good as the random Legendary drops. Yes, that's true. Um, so I have... And this is kind of weird now that I'm thinking about it. I have like 20 legendary items that I've collected through the the four playthroughs that I've had. And -hmm. most of them are low-level stuff, like level 9, level 10, level 12. Now, when I'm in true Vault Hunter mode, it seems that not only has the skill set gone up, but also the legendary drops have gone down. Because I've only gotten one legendary the entire time. And it may not just be you. It seems like as they've patched the game, they've made those things drop less and less. And I don't know if that's intentional or if that's just my perception. But it really felt like, especially during my first playthrough to 50, which was twice through the game, that I had a higher percentage of the purple drops, which are the highest level of normal gear, Mm -hmm. and gold drops during the playthrough. And you made a valid point. A lot of those were at lower levels, and your equipment locks in at what level it drops. So you outgrow it fairly quickly. And well, and actually, the, the areas you clear lock in at what level you found them. Yeah. So you can't just go back to another area and replay the mission or try to replay it again and, and get that legendary. I would call that a design flaw that they fixed with the true Vault Hunter mode, which is... Well, to a certain degree. Yeah. That way, at least the levels scale to you for the most part, give or take a couple of levels. Well, I've run into a couple where I'm a level 48 and, you know, the person I'm fighting is a 52. And I'm like, <laughs> um, this seems a little unfair, but it turns out that if you, you know, compound your criticals, then you can get through it pretty quick. But And if there's no risk, then it's not that much fun. Like my first playthrough where 
I was enjoying the story, but I killed everything I came across without a lot of risk. <laughs> That's true. Well, you were also playing online. I think you were you were level 15 a week, weren't you? Uh, with my first character, it was pretty quick. Now, I came into the game late because I bought it, uh, you know, maybe a month after it was out. But I did get to level 50 with my first character fairly quickly, although um, I did end up having to farm for better gear with my other buddies that were level 50. So describe the the farming aspect of it. What, I know that your opinion of it is it, it's kind of tedious and boring, but... Oh, yeah. Is there... Well, like in, in Skyrim, for instance, when you find a special weapon or something like that, I kind of got ecstatic about it. Hey, I'm going to... Finally, I oh, yeah. got this. But, you know, with Borderlands, since it's a multiplayer sort of thing, somebody could give you a legendary that they found. Yeah, and it's very frustrating to farm because there's no guarantee that you're going to get the drops. Now, I play a lot of Dungeon Defenders, as folks know, which is kind of my go-to farming game, almost like some people would play Solitaire. <laughs> I mean, it's to me, it's challenging from more of a puzzle aspect, but it's a real farming game in the sense that you know, your sole purpose for playing these levels is to get more money, to get better gear, to improve your gear, to get more levels. I mean, which is the, the, the pure definition of farming. And it isn't like that initially, but that's really what the end game is. And you can say that about a lot of games. But Borderlands 2 is wow, so frustrating because you might spend 20 or 30 minutes trying to get the special boss in an area to spawn. Oh, yeah. And he may not ever spawn and when he does it's a pretty intense battle sometimes really a highlight of the game and then you kill him and he doesn't drop well (laughs) case in point we were playing together running through the uh exploitation whatever i forgot the The caustic caverns well there's caustic caverns well there's a lot of them actually but this is the one where timon and pumbaa (laughs) oh yeah and the Wildlife Preserve. Yeah, the Wildlife Preserve. Exploitation Preserve. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's what I was getting at. So, yeah, Timon and Puma, you told me about them. And you say, hey, if you see Timon and Puma, don't kill them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, um, why not? And then, you know, you kind of explain, well, they drop a legendary, and they have a higher chance of dropping it, or the rumor was that if you kill them mm-hmm. last within 10 seconds of each other or something. Yeah, know? very challenging. Yeah. <laughs> and... What isn't clear is like, okay, well, can you not hit them or can you not damage them or, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you're in a firefight like that and you have like 20 monsters coming after you, it's really hard to pick and choose which one you're going to be hitting. Well, and maybe another example of that is we spent, what, like an hour trying to get the, the Varakid, which is the, the flying bug boss. I can't think of what his name is (laughs) because we never saw him (laughs) to spawn and he just never did. Yeah. We got the ultimate super badass, which is the, the one right before it, but we never got the Mm -hmm. barked. Well, it's not a barked. It's something else. Well, yeah. What is this silly thing? But anyway, the point is that not only is it difficult to get the boss, but the boss only has a very small percentage chance. I mean, we're talking less than 5%, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think that some of the bosses only spawn if, you are a higher enough level to warrant them to spawn. Mm, that could be true. You know, because, for instance, I never saw the chubby Varkid until <laughs> we started playing together, and I was level 40-plus mm-hmm. at that point. I'd never saw one before then. Yeah, and I can't ever get him to drop anything. And the Warrior is a great example. So without spoiling the game too much, the Warrior is one of the major bosses in the playthrough, and he is a swag pinata. But, <laughs> I mean... <there's laughs> to some... put it lightly... <laughs> He drops stuff everywhere, and it's mostly useless. 
But when he does drop a gold or legendary item, it's going to be good. So a lot of people play him and Terramorphus, which is one of the other major bosses, over and over and over again. And that's their entire experience. Every night, they farm. <laughs> and I I have to admit, I did do a couple of farming runs. But you know, I haven't completed the game in true Vault Hunter mode, so I can't farm the warrior at level... Well, I'll be 50. I'll be 50 here pretty soon. So I go back into normal mode, and at that point, I am still level 49. But yeah, I think the, the warrior in the first playthrough is 30 or 32. 36 is the highest I've seen him. Something like that. And when he drops gear, he drops level 36 gear. Mm-hmm. And so far, I've not seen a legendary from that, which is kind of unfortunate, because I, I really wanted to get one just to say, hey, I got one. Um, and then just kind of hold on to it and pass it around mm-hmm. to other characters. But I've never gotten one. And I think part of it is that I only do that by myself, partially. Well, yeah, which, you know, you get better gear when you play with friends. And, you know, Garrett and I farm him sometimes all night long, you know, two hours or three hours of killing him every 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. And don't see a legendary. Yeah. And then you get these guys like Master Kids, for instance. He glitched his way into Captain Blade's. Uh, treasure room uh, that's the end of the pirate booty DLC by the way um, he glitched his way into it and opened up three chests he was doing this as a live stream this is actually pretty cool he was doing a live stream of him playing mm-hmm. and he glitched his way into the treasure room opened it up and there was Sledge's shotgun which is a legendary shotgun it's not really that good but I guess it's a throwback from the original Borderlands yeah yeah it's a you know it's a tribute yeah so the people that were watching his live stream, he invited somebody to join his game. You know, first person that had the DLC was level 50 and was in Borderlands 2 at that point, you know, watching him play and say, hey, if you're playing Borderlands 2, blah, 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 and you want the shotgun, come on in. And it took him like two minutes before somebody was able to say, hey, yeah, I can do it. They got in. He, he that guy, glitched his way into the uh, treasure room, mm-hmm. went up there, grabbed it. And he says, all right, I'm going to restart. I'm going to invite you back, and I'm going to invite two more people back, and then mm-hmm. we're going to go and just do farming runs. So, you know, I think that's cool, but it doesn't change for me the tedious boredom nature of fighting the same boss over and over again all night. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's fun to watch, but, yeah, doing it, I think, would be mm-hmm. a little laborious. Yeah, and to me, it's almost like the game is broken. And, yes, I am aware that you can cheat and you can get hacked equipment, and there, you know, there are ways to make it easier, but... Um, to me, if you have to go to those lengths, then why play the game? Yeah, and for me, I, I have to admit that getting to, you know, I'm level 49, almost to 50, and second playthrough is mostly all playing online with you, which yeah. is actually pretty cool and it's fun. Very and, social, too, which is nice because we can chat while we're playing and strategize. And the best part of it is that we were at, we kind of started at the same point. So we're mm-hmm. all, we were doing the same missions at the same time. We would complete one and then you would get the perk for it. And then I would go into my inventory and it would say, Hey, you got this too. <laughs> and I can like pick my thing. And then that mission is done for me. I get the experience and mm-hmm. I get the, the item at the end and then we move on to the next one. Yeah. It's nice when you're in sync like that. And you know, the game scales well in the second playthrough to two or more players. I mean, it's a lot of fun and it's still challenging. I, uh, yeah, I confess I still feel the need to do a little farming because I'm challenged, and this is true with Dungeon Defenders too. there are levels I can't beat with my current gear. And that frustrates me and keeps me coming back for more. And 
yeah. <laughs> what was it? Um, Lilith was, um, she was giving me a mission and I was a little squishy to be able to complete the mission. <laughs> and she actually told me, well, you might have to go train a little bit before taking nice. this one on. And I'm like, wow, okay, train. So go do a side mission that's a little lower so I can mm-hmm. level up and get a better gear or something like right? that. And it was kind of neat that the game recognized that and was able to say, hey, you need to go and do this. Because believe it or not, I did try that mission, and it was like two levels above me, mm-hmm. and I got my ass kicked. It was crazy. Well, we've kind of not talked a lot about the social aspect of gear, too, and that you know, there's a real domino effect. You might have multiple characters that are at different levels and you can exchange gear between them. Although that's a little bit of a frustrating process too, (laughs) because you're limited to only four slots of equipment that you can trade. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of painful. Um, and you can trade gear to your buddies too. I mean, regularly one of us will find, you know, a sweet sniper rifle and then whatever we're using, we'll have a quick discussion about, well, does it, does it help you okay take it you know and so we we all kind of gear up in tandem and i like that about it in fact i had kind of gotten used to playing games solo even in a multiplayer environment just because it's hard to get folks together and we're all so busy you know it's not like when we were younger (laughs) so it's nice to be able to play like that and have one character that that i reserve for when we're playing together and then you know a character i can go off and dink around with and then a character that that I farm with. Yeah. Now, do you think that the the farming aspect of it, you know, Dungeon Defenders, Borderlands, um, those are both role-playing games where you have different perks that you can change. Mm-hmm. Now, like, for instance, Call of Duty and Battlefield, they've added these multi-level perks as mm-hmm. you're playing multiplayer, but that's not necessarily a farming-oriented situation. Well, you are farming for perks in a sense that to get perks and using Call of Duty as an example, you have to use specific weapons and specific combinations yeah, or get true. headshots or kill people in specific ways. So there are, you know, we've talked about this, I think, in the past too, but maybe not in any great detail. The very big frustration of joining one of those games and having somebody who's playing the whole mission, not to win the mission, but just to unlock something. Oh, yeah, like running around just trying to knife people so they can get their 50 knife kills in their special pistol or something. Sure, and you're losing maybe by a little narrow margin where if this idiot would just play you might win (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think you run into that everywhere you go but i see that those kinds of games is not having that same sort of replay value yeah i mean if you're not playing fairly competitive multiplayer then i don't i don't see it really and you know a lot of it is social too like when i'm farming with garrett it's an opportunity for us to chit chat while we're basically going through the motions in the game so the game is sort of secondary not unlike playing you know cards at the table or whatever yeah i mean we've gotten pretty good at beating a couple of the different bad guys and so we'll hammer them while we're chit-chatting yeah and the social aspect makes up for a lot of it and i'm sure that's true for a lot of folks yeah well if anybody has any comments on farming in general and if you know, not necessarily like how you farm, but if you think it is a good thing or a bad thing, or if it's really what's keeping the game alive, you know, months after its release, you know, drop us a note in the forums or send me an email at podcast at ninjalane.com. This has been a Ninja Lane production, copyright 2012. Thanks for listening.